Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Okay, folks, I have some questions for you. I want to know if you've asked yourself, how do I differentiate from the crowd? Or what are the best ways to build a very strong remote team? Or perhaps you've got your sales team and you're wondering, why does my sales team struggle with CRM? All of those questions and more will be answered today. This is Sastry in the Making. I am your host, Matt Wallach, and I am thrilled to be joined by Sonny Paris. Sonny, how you doing? Hi, I'm very well, thank you, and thanks for inviting me to, to the podcast. Absolutely, my pleasure. So Sonny Paris, you guys got to know him. By the way, he is from Paris. I love the fact that his name is Sonny Paris and he lives in Paris. It's fantastic. I got to figure out how to get a city named after me. But let me tell you how Sonny came onto the show. So first of all, he is the co-founder and CEO of NoCRM.io. This is a really slick lead management tool that's designed for salespeople. I really love that. A lot of great sales focus. What it does, it helps track and close deals without spending hours filling out forms. It's really, really cool. We're going to talk a little bit about it. He's also formerly the founder and CEO of Ulink, which is a collaborative SaaS software editor. And he's formerly the founder and CEO of Webarama. So he's got entrepreneurship in his blood. He knows how to build companies. He really understands what SaaS is all about. I am thrilled to have Sonny on the show. So once again, Sonny, thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you. I'm really happy to share my experience, and if we can help some other founders, it would be great. Perfect, perfect. So tell me about what you've been doing lately and what's coming up with NoCRM.io. So basically, um, we are working on, on some improvements of the app, probably to give some um, higher-end customers also the, the, the capability of using our, our product. So probably to, to start a, a new edition in the um, first semester of 2021. Especially, we want to add a full email integration in two ways and some very specific uh, stuff about also having um, very good information about how your salespeople are performing. Very cool. Yeah, that's always good to know. What gave you the idea for NoCRM.io? I love this concept of you know making sure people understand that CRM is tough, it's difficult. What gave you the idea for NoCRM.io? In fact, the idea came from our previous uh, product, which was Ulink. It was a corporate social network, and, and we were maybe a bit too early in, in that space. So at that time, it was quite difficult to sell the product, and we were using a, a CRM, and I, I was spending a lot of time putting data in that CRM, and that was quite useless at the end. And it was more slowing me than helping me, and, and I think to myself, okay, this is not possible. There, there must be something else to do. And so we had a social network product and we said, okay, maybe we can change that to something about sales. And then we, we dig a little bit in, into the concept and um, okay, we, we saw that there was something was missing in, in the, in the CRM sales space and we decided to, to launch that product. Great. So what was missing? How does that concept work? Why is it different? You know, basically when you're using a traditional CRM, before working on a lead, you have generally to create a company entry in your system. Then you add a contact. Then you add a deal. And then you add the next action. So basically, the salesperson, before starting to work, has to fill four forms. Mm -hmm. And that's not what is important for a salesperson. What is important for a salesperson 
is to be reminded that he has to call someone back or to send an email back and where he was at the last point of the discussion and what is the next step. He needs to have that in the fastest possible way. Okay? He don't want mm -hmm. to lose time. Salespeople are, you know, basically, what I like to say is that CRM is about managing data. Okay, it, And selling is not about managing data. Selling is a process which starts from a, with an unqualified prospect and that ends with a customer. Mm -hmm. So we have built a software that is much more focused on, on the process and less on the data. Okay, So the data, as a cost, data is less structured in no CRM than in a CRM software. But the benefit is that the salespeople use it. And that's really important. That is really important. I, I love that focus on process less on data entry. I mean, that's so cool because, you know, I've run sales teams over and over. I've, I've built sales teams and it's very frustrating sometimes because they don't go in and put in the information. They don't keep exactly. up the, the CRM. What I'd like to say is that the, a lot of times the salespeople just fill the data in the CRM before the uh, meeting with the sales manager. They don't mm -hmm. use it on a daily basis. They're using it as a reporting tool. And what we want to provide is a sales tool. It's absolutely phenomenal. I think that's so important. You're right. They kind of just look at it instead of keep it up to date. And that really harms the team going forward. If there's any transition, if there's any collaborative opportunity, not everybody knows what's going on with a particular exactly. deal. And you don't have also a clear view on your pipeline because as it is quite slow, generally the salespeople don't enter all the leads that they have. They only mm -hmm. enter the leads at a certain point of the process, but maybe not at the beginning. So with a tool that helps them, Okay, maybe the data is not perfectly structured, but at least you know that you have 100% of the leads on the system. Yeah, that's fantastic. So uh, obviously it's great for sales teams, but who is the product best for? What types of companies? Are you aimed at any certain sectors or verticals? Alors, it's not, we don't have any verticals or any sectors. We are talking to people that need to call back or to meet several times or to send several emails to someone before closing a deal. So what is important is not on which industry you are, but it's your sales process. We are not good, for example, for an e-commerce website, okay? mm. except if you are say, selling very, very high-end products like design, and which means that the end, the people are not buying directly. They need to be called back or stuff like that. You know. So the importance is not about what's your industry, but what's your process. And we have in this, we have two kinds generally of customers: customers that do a lot of calls and stuff like that with a lot of cold calling and cold prospecting and mm -hmm. other company where the, the closing time is much longer in several months or stuff like that. So they use less the, the cold calling and stuff like that, but a lot of exchange with their prospect before closing a deal. And basically we address small company SMBs to, I would say that the perfect match will be sales teams from five to 50 salespeople. We are very, very good in that area. Well, there's definitely a lot of sales teams in that size. So I'm sure your market is very big. I want to ask yeah. you, you know, how were you able to take this company, bootstrap it, and build it up to where you are now, 2 million ARR? You know, no funding. Obviously, that makes things a bit of a struggle, but a lot of our listeners are founders of SaaS companies mm -hmm. who are bootstrapped with no funding. Yeah. So, what were some of the steps that you took to be able to build the company up to that level? Yeah. So, especially we are 2 million ARR in Euro, but in USD, it's a bit more. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a little slight, a little stab of the knife. I appreciate that. <laughs> All in fun. So no, basically we have our previous product. Our previous product was generating a little bit of revenue, not huge. And we, we made a transition to switch to the new product. And what we do, we, we did it by steps. 
just first we check the, if the ID was good just by opening only one page, saying, okay, this is our ID. This is how the CRM should be. Are you interested in that? And we did some uh, Google AdWords on that. Generate, start generate traffic, and we, we saw that we had some response. Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, let's do something. Then we took our old product. We turned it very, very quickly on what was really the core concept of our uh, no CRM service. And then we, we start to open a beta. So it was even an alpha at that level, okay? And we sought some traction. And then we decided, okay, let's go. Let's build the product. So we, we rebuild the product from scratch. We start to make paying it, okay? And so it's, of course, quite slow. So if you have absolutely no funding, you need to find ways to, to have one or two years, maybe, of surviving. Mm-hmm. We, we were a very, very small team at that moment. And we were only three people, something like that. And then. We had some really good traction and everything went well after that. You have the, the magic of subscription in SaaS that so you go month after month and after month after month. And so that's really good. It's a bit slow at the beginning. I'm not going to lie to you. Even if the traction was really good, you need almost two full years to be sure to pay everyone their salary. Yeah, I think that's very smart. A lot of people don't think about that when they get started. They just say, I need a little bit to cover this and this, but they don't think about the ongoing cash needs and the that's one of the main reasons why companies go out of business. And everybody knows SaaS companies go out of business at a very high rate. Um, mm-hmm. Having that one to two years of runway of cash to make sure that you can cover all of the expenses you're going to have is great advice. I love that. Yeah, yeah and it's really... After that, you have the proof of your concept, whether it works or, or not. Okay, and if it doesn't work, maybe you, you, you start building something else. But yes, you need to have that. And also what we did was not focusing uh, on the French market. We start from day one in French, Spanish, Portuguese, and English. And wow. we'll target also a lot of the South America because US is a great market, but it's an expensive market, very competitive. So in terms of potential revenue, it's super huge, but the acquisition costs are really high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and markets like South America are more easy to enter from the outside. You know, it's, you take a lot of small money on each country, but at the end, you have a lot of countries, so it, it makes uh, interest re- revenue generally at a lower acquisition cost than, than in the U.S. I think that's a smart strategy, finding a, an area that's less crowded. Because CRM is a very crowded space. There's very, like very, very crowded space. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so people to understand, you know, if you search for CRM or stuff like that, CRM software, the click on the first position on Google, it's, it's around 15 or to, up to 20 USD. Wow. So it's really, really expensive. So you need yeah. to, to be smart um, to, to exist in that space. Yeah, Yeah. no kidding. So how are you able to differentiate? How are you able to separate from the rest of the crowd? Uh, I think the name of the company is You Don't Need a CRM and the, the main address of the website. In fact, if you type, type no CRM.io, which is the short version and the name of the product, you go to the main website, which is you don't need a CRM.com. And I think the concept of the pain that salespeople feel with CRM is quietly shared among salespeople. So when you say your CRM is a pain, we are not a CRM, you tell them a story that they believe because it's their life. Okay. So I think the, the way mm-hmm. to differentiate was saying, clearly, there are CRM on one side, but we are not a CRM. And we are here to help salespeople and not to provide an administrative system for the admin and the CEO of your company and stuff like that. We are for the people who sell and work on a daily basis with the tool. Mm-hmm. 
So if you have a bias, you will come, okay, what do I need? Do I need a CRM? And then there's plenty of CRM, or do I need something else? And then there's not that many companies in that space. Sure. So how is it in your sales effort? Because you're appealing to the end user, the salesperson. However, yeah. the person writing the checks, the C-level or the VP or whoever, you know, your value proposition is to the salesperson. So do yeah. you guys have a sales difficulty of trying to, okay, we sold the salesperson, they believe it, but now how do we get the bosses to believe it? In fact, we solve the problem of the salesperson and by saving the problem of the salesperson and giving some tools, we solve also the problem of the manager, the salesperson. Okay. So we are a great tool for the salesperson and a great tool for the manager of the salesperson. Mm-hmm. So at least what we are trying to target is the manager of the salesperson, not necessarily the CEO or the CEO of a very small company. Because when you're the CEO of a small company, you don't care about having data. You want to have revenue. And wh- what we are good at is helping you get some revenue. So for small teams, for a very small company, we speak to the CEO. For bigger company, we speak to the sales manager. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's very important. I, I teach that constantly is to make sure that you are kind of tailoring your pitch to the person you're talking to. So for example, my guess is your team is saying different things to the salespeople than they may say to the manager, to the exactly. C-level executives. So yeah, when you're speaking to a salesperson, you, you show him how easy it will be to use it. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you're speaking to a sales manager, you think, as it is easy, your sales team will use it. And then I will give you a lot of insight on how your using is performing and you will be able to manage in real time your team and you will be able to help them on each lead and to interact with them on a very easy basis. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's really the idea because it's not the same need. For sure, for sure. There is a very easy learning curve of our product. So it's really easy to onboard salespeople on that. And this is also an, an, uh, an argument, an advantage for the sales manager because he knows he will be able to onboard his team. That's really important. I think a lot of people get worried about if I'm going to make a software transition, that getting started process can be really scary. So for everybody out there who has a software, make sure that your onboarding process is super easy, that you're you're able to get people in smoothly and that they recognize that. Not just that you can, but make sure they know how simple it is to get up and started. Yeah, exactly. So your team is fully remote, which is Amazing. It's been fully remote and even before all the COVID. So what are some of your best tips for managing a remote team? Something that now a lot of people have been thrown into. How are you guys doing it successfully, Sonny? The first part is that we are coming from our previous product was kind of the corporate social network. Okay, So we were used to collaboration and to create products around collaboration. So we Mm -hmm. still use our product. Well, you can say it's around like a Slack. So we have this corporate social network where we have the feed of information. Okay, People publish some info on what they are doing. And especially the most important point for us, and the, which is my advice to everyone, is each morning people, when they start their day, they have to think a little bit of what they want to accomplish by the end of the day. And we ask everyone in the company to tweet every day three goals a day where it's specify what are three targets of the day. Okay, so I want to, to deliver this and send this letter to that person and, and this. Okay, but And it has two advantages. First of all, the person think on where is the value before starting to work. Okay, So you take a little step back and that can bring value. And the other very important stuff is that everybody knows 
what everybody is working on. And so if someone is working on something, I think that's not a priority. I can tell him, okay, jump in. No, maybe that's for today it's not that priority or we have that or let's have a call and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we have that and we want to share also in this social network some stuff that we find on the internet. And we also use Skype, we use Notion, we use also other collaborative tools around that. But it's really important to have something and this everyday routine of putting its three goals, it's really, really super important and super successful. And I say that's, that's probably the, the really one rule that we have for years and that still is there and then everybody does it. I love that idea of, hey, just think about your day before you start your day. Think about what is most important for you to accomplish today and then put it out, set your goal. I really think that that's very valuable. I'm sure you've seen a lot of productivity because of that uh, from people just knowing that. Sometimes you have to remember to the people you're working with that it's not to say, okay, I'm, I'm working on that subject. No, it's really about what do you want to achieve? Mm-hmm. It's a big difference because, you know, for example, doing sales school, okay, of course, you're a salesperson, you are going to do sales school. It's not that interesting, okay? But calling that specific lead, it's more interesting. I totally agree. So you've done a great job of getting some traction and getting to where you are. What advice would you give to other founders, other software leaders who are just starting out? First, of course, find a product that solves a problem. You have to find a product that solves a problem. You have to be sure that you are on a market that is sufficiently big, okay, and that you are not maybe too early in the phase, because if you arrive too early, it might be very difficult to survive. That's our really uh, generic uh, advice, but uh, that's really important. And also then, Try to build a brand to deliver a message and to stick to it and then be very, very careful at each step of your process. Uh, we are very, very careful at NoCRM about what we say. We are not a CRM and very careful that when you start your trial, you experience that difference. It goes all around like that. So it's really important. And we have, for example, a very, very huge conversion rate. I think it's a very huge conversion rate. But for example, in countries like America, like the US or in France, we have a 20% conversion rate between the trial to the pay. And big. I think that's really good indeed, because before yeah. with our previous company, we didn't have, didn't have this level of conversion. And that's great. At the, from the very beginning, we had 5% and now we, we rose that to 20%. And even at 5%, it was good, but 20% is really good. And it's really good because we deliver what we promise to deliver. Check always that, okay, that you're consistent with your messaging. That's awesome. Yeah, consistent messaging is key. So that's some really great advice. I really appreciate you sharing all this. And this has been a great conversation, Sonny. I've really appreciated getting to understand where nocrm.io has come from and how you've been able to build it up. So how shall our audience learn more about you and the product? You can, of course, come to our website, nocrm.io. Try the product. It's free trial of the product. And we also doing webinars each week where you can have a real time demo and speak to uh, one hour salesperson there, account manager, and they're going to help you. Awesome. And the, 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 the other thing that I would like to also to add maybe on the sales process, it's really important as a generic advice for SaaS founders to understand what is your target and the lifetime value of your target mm. and, and to put a sales process that matches that. If you have a lifetime value of $10,000 or more, you can have salespeople that do outbound calls and stuff like that. If you are on the lower end, like we are, we are 
and a really not expensive product. You, you really need to be good on your messaging and your website and your trial would be very, very, very important. So try to find your product, try to find the, at which price tag your product is, and then have a marketing that match and teams that match your price and your lifetime value. That's great advice for sure. I, I say similar things as well. I think it's super important to have that understanding. So, uh, Sonny, this has been great. Once again, folks, we've been talking with Sonny Paris, the CEO from NoCRM.io. Sonny, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Matt, for your time. It was really great. It was so, so interesting and so short. I find it so short. That's great. Really. <laughs> well, we'd like to keep it digestible. I feel like we could go on talking and solving problems for hours, but uh, we want to yeah, make yeah, sure no, everybody no. can get to the rest of their no, day. No, but you're right. You need to have a concise format. Yeah, of course. I really like it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And for everybody else out there, make sure that you're subscribing to the show. We're constantly bringing on great leaders from around the world, all throughout the SaaS industry, so that you can constantly learn more in creative ways, innovative ways for you to get ahead. So please subscribe. And if you want my help to help you grow and to help you get ahead and reach your goals, please reach out to me. You can reach me on LinkedIn. You will see all of that information posted in the show notes. And for everybody, I will see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Sastery in the Making. Join us next episode for another look into how today's visionaries are creating the next generation of innovation.